Hey guys, welcome back to A Pushing History. In this episode, we will be discussing the French Revolution and how the American government responded. So, let's skip the chatter and get right to it. Chop chop! The French Revolution was a democratic revolution that lasted between the years of 1787 and 1799. It stood for liberty, equality, and fraternity, and was an attempt to establish a democratic government, or at the very least a constitutional monarchy, said the absolutist monarchy France had at the time. There were multiple causes of the French Revolution. One cause was the impoverished state of the French government. The French people wanted to get that bread. Because of the military and monetary support France provided to the American Revolution, the French government had driven itself to near bankruptcy. I guess you could say they couldn't have their cake and eat it too. This previous support of, and similar ideas to, the American Revolution made many Americans consider supporting the French Revolution. However, the French Revolution went through a period of extreme terror and oppression, brought on by the new government. This oppression included many executions of people who were seen by the extremely radical Maximilien Robespierre and his government as enemies of the revolution. The long list of executed people included the French monarchs Louis XVI, Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette. This time period was known as the Reign of Terror. Many Americans detested these actions by the French government, while some supported it. The issue of supporting the French Revolution divided many influential politicians of the United States at the time. During the time of the French Revolution, the French ambassador to the United States of America, Edmond Charles Genet, was visiting the United States. Genet did not view himself as an ambassador of the French monarchy. He believed that he was the ambassador of the French Republic that was being formed by the French revolutionaries. One of his goals was to get the people of the United States to support the efforts of the revolutionaries in France. His intention can be seen in a letter he wrote to George Washington. If others have supposed that they could have advanced my views by newspaper publications and publications, they are much deceived. A good cause needs no advocate. He wanted the citizens of the United States to support the French Revolution. He hoped that many would publish works supporting his cause. He did gain support from some citizens, and some government officials supported his cause. Despite this, the administration of George Washington wanted to stay neutral in foreign conflicts. This neutral stance was made very clear by George Washington, the president at the time. On April 22, 1793, Washington issued the Proclamation of Neutrality. In this proclamation, he states, It appears a state of war exists between Austria, Prussia, Sardinia, Great Britain, and the United Netherlands of the one part, and France on the other, that they, the United States, should with sincerity and good faith adopt and pursue a conduct friendly and impartial toward the belligerent powers. This means that the official position of the United States toward warring countries at the time was neutral. This included the French Revolution. Many agreed with Washington, especially those who were members of the Federalist Party. During Washington's presidency, two major political parties emerged, the Federalist Party and the Democratic-Republican Party. These two parties disagreed with each other on many topics, including whether or not the United States should support the French Revolution. The Federalist Party supported Washington's decision to remain neutral, while the Democratic-Republican Party praised the French Revolution and wanted to assist the revolutionaries. Of course, many important political figures joined these two separate parties, making things complicated. This included Secretary of the Treasury, Mr. Cash Money himself, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton was a Federalist, which means he was in favor of the United States staying neutral in foreign conflicts. Alexander Hamilton had no faith in the French Revolution. This can be observed in a letter he wrote to the Marquis de Lafayette, who had supported the American Revolution. 
I have never been able to believe that France can make a republic, and I have believed that the attempt, while it continues, can only produce misfortunes. This excerpt clearly demonstrates how Hamilton was against supporting the French, French Revolution. And since Hamilton was one of the leading figures of the Federalist Party, many party members believed the same. This issue divided both political parties. One of the most influential leaders of the Democratic-Republican Party, Sec Secretary of the State Big T.J. Thomas Jefferson, believed the opposite of Hamilton. As leader of the Democratic-Republican Party, Thomas Jefferson was in favor of the United States supporting the French Revolution. He felt this way for two reasons. The first, as previously noted, was that the French had supported the American Revolution. Additionally, the French Revolution had some similar ideals to the American Revolution in that it was an attempt to obtain rights for all. Unfortunately, there were many casualties. In a letter to William Short, who was a close friend of Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson wrote, In the struggle which was necessary, many guilty, guilty persons fell without the forms of trial, and with them some innocent. These I deplore as much as anybody and shall deplore some of them to the day of my death. I deplore them as I should have done had they fallen in battle. It was necessary to use the arm of the people, a machine not quite so blind as balls and bombs, but blind to a certain degree. A few of their cordial friends met at their hands the fate of enemies, but time and truth will rescue and embalm their memories. While Jefferson was opposed to the violence, he noted that the casualties contributed to the success of the French Revolution. He wanted the American government to support the revolutionaries despite the extreme violence. John Adams, Washington's vice president, was also a member of the Federalist Party. Eventually, he became the second president of the United States. As vice president, he agreed with Washington that the United States should not be involved in the French Revolution. Adams believed that the French Revolution was too violent and oppressive. Thomas Jefferson notes Adams' views in a letter. Men could never be governed by force. The French had demolished their constitution, put to death all the leading characters concerned in making it. This shows how Adams did not believe that the United States government should be involved in the French Revolution. He believed that the French Revolution was dangerous and that it no longer stood to create a democracy. Instead, Adams thought that it had created a violent dictatorship. Diplomatic relations between the United States and France worsened when the French government, in need of money, began to seize American merchant ships in 1796. John Adams sent three representatives, Elbridge Gerry, Charles Cosworth Pinckney, and John Marshall to France. When these three men arrived, they wanted to speak with the French foreign minister, the Marquis de Talleyrand. Before they could accomplish their goal, they were stopped by four men, Nicholas Hubbard, Jean Hodinger, Pierre Bellamy, and Lucien Hodeval. These men were later labeled as W, X, Y, and Z, respectively. These four men demanded that if the representatives wanted to meet with Talleyrand, they would have to pay a bribe to Talleyrand and provide a loan. The event is now known as the XYZ Affair. This angered the American representatives along with John Adams. The XYZ Affair caused John Adams and Congress to authorize American warships to attack French vessels. Although this was not a formal declaration of war, it was warlike. This led to the Franco-American naval conflicts known as the Quasi-War. This further worsened French relations with the United States. These conflicts and fears from the French Revolution led to more drastic action being taken by the American government. Due to the fear of the French, the United States government passed an extremely controversial series of laws, the Naturalization Act, the Alien Act, and the Sedition Act. The Naturalization Act 
which was passed on June 18, 1798, made it much more difficult for immigrants to become American citizens. It increased the amount of time needed to become a citizen from 5 years to 14 years. Additionally, it required documentation of all immigrants living in the United States. The Alien Act, which was passed on June 25, 1798, and the Sedition Act, which was passed on July 14, 1798, attempted to prevent people from speaking out against the government. The Alien Act made it possible for the president to deport any immigrant that he sees fit. Adams actually tried to deport the French ambassador Edmund Genet. The Sedition Act outlawed government opposition entirely. People could either be fined or arrested for speaking out against the government or criticizing the government. These three acts were seen as extremely controversial and were later outlawed. Napoleon Bonaparte was a leader who arose from the French Revolution. He came to power through a military coup in 1799 during the Quasi-War. He had an interest in peace with the United States because they were already fighting the British. So John Adams sent diplomats to France. This caused the Convention of 1800 that the Quasi-War was ended. The United States had to pay the French for war damages and any treaties binding France and the United States were terminated. The French Revolution was an extremely influential event. It sparked many more revolutions around the world. However, it also sparked turmoil in the United States. It split politicians apart who had once been united during the American Revolution. It caused laws to be passed that violated the American Revolution's original mission to create a nation where the natural rights of its citizens would be protected. And it caused an undeclared war between a young nation and one of the oldest in Europe. One could say that the French Revolution was not just revolutionary in France, but was instead influential all around the world. Now that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you all for listening, and make sure to tune in next time for A Pushing History. Credits to William Brandenburg for writing the script, Luke Smith and William Brandenburg for researching for the script, Luke Smith and Matthew Welling for narrating, and Matthew Welling for the production of the podcast.